Hello and welcome to another in a series of podcasts from CD Records. I'm Steve Robinson, and I'm here with the president of CD Records, Jim Ginsberg. And you've just heard an excerpt from a piece on a new album from Third Coast Percussion. The album is entitled Paddle to the Sea, and that excerpt is the first cut. It's an arrangement by Third Coast Percussion of a piece by Philip Glass called Madeira River. We're here with Sean Connors, a member of Third Coast Percussion. Sean, welcome. Thank you. And Jim, welcome to you, too. It's good to be here. So this album is very unusual and very beautiful. And, Sean, I'm going to ask you about Paddle to the Sea and about this album. But let's talk first about this title cut, Paddle to the Sea. It's a composition in ten movements, and it was composed collaboratively by members of Third Coast Percussion, and it's music to accompany a film. There's a lot of pieces we have to pull apart here. Why don't you try starting? Yeah, there are a lot of components to this album, and we're, we're really excited about it. Paddle to the Sea is a children's story that existed just as a book and then was made into a film by the Canadian National Film Board. Our good friend Tom Welsh from the Cleveland Museum of Art pitched us this idea of Third Coast Percussion creating a new project that was a film score to go along with the movie. So we would re-orchestrate the music for it or make a new arrangement. The story is of a small wooden carving that a boy makes who lives north of Lake Superior in the Nipigon country of Canada. And during the middle of winter, he puts this little figurine, a man in a canoe, that has a message carved underneath it that says, my name is Paddle to the Sea, please put me back in the water. And he puts that at the edge of a mountain with the intent for that when the snow thaws, the canoe will make a trip down the mountainside into a small creek and then out into a river and then out into Lake Superior and hopefully make it eventually to the ocean. And this figurine, Paddle to the Sea, has many adventures along the way, meets animals, goes over Niagara Falls and encounters many people. And we loved the themes in the book. There's themes of community, themes of preservation and stewardship. And we were inspired by the fact that every person in the story has to help paddle along the way and leave their own little mark, but put him ultimately back in the water to give up some control. And we thought it would be really cool to co-compose. So we'd each come up with some small ideas and then metaphorically put it back into the collective water of four minds trying to shape a film score together. And it turned out to have a, a true synergistic effect where the some of the parts were greater than the whole. And we got to a place where one individual from the group wouldn't have gotten on his own. We really liked the themes of the book, and we tried to incorporate those themes into how we approached our compositional process. I believe the boy in the film, he's Native Canadian, right? He and is. And the figure he carved is a Native American figure. Right? That's absolutely yeah. correct, yeah. Well, that's a beautiful story. Yeah. Uh, I have never heard it before, and I've never heard of it, the book or the film. I can't wait to see it, actually. I understand that you guys are taking it on tour. And you guys, by the way, uh, our guest, Sean Connors, and also Robert Dillon, Peter Martin, and David Skidmore, members of Third Coast Percussion. You are taking this piece around and, and performing it live with the film? That is correct. We've had one performance so far in Dallas at the Nasher Sculpture Center, and that was our premiere performance, and it went over very, very well. People loved it. And we'll be playing it at a series of concerts in Calgary, and in Dayton, Cleveland, the Mini Center in Seattle, our home away from home, uh, Notre Dame University, South Bend, Indiana, and here in Chicago at Talia Hall. 
Are you doing it with the original narrations from the film? We are not including the narrations in the concert presentation. We partnered with a stage director, Leslie Danzig, and she asked the question, what is your intent for this evening? And our intent was to make a holistic, through composed experience where there are ebbs and flow, just like if you were traveling along the river with paddle, but you ultimately don't get out of the water the whole time. And we found that narration actually took people out of the experience just a little bit. They started focusing less on the film. There's also new video art that was designed that goes along with moments where there isn't the original film. So that would accompany the Druckmann solo pieces and the glass arrangements. We'll get into Druckmann and glass in a moment. I want to get to a selection from Paddle to the Sea as soon as possible because I would hope our listeners are very eager to hear what it sounds like. When we hear the composition, did different members of the quartet compose different movements? Is it improvisatory or is it through composed? Well, it's absolutely composed the whole way through. So we have a score and it's notated in a very detailed manner. (laughs) But was there one member of the group per movement or did you collaborate within the movements? Very collaborative for every part of it. One member of the group ultimately had the role of editing some of it. But for example, we're going to listen to a track where one of us might have made a small rhythmic motive and then another member of the group latched onto that and wrote a few bars of music. And then another member of the group said, oh, the four bars of music would go great for the scene where Paddle is frozen in the ice next to the lake. And then he took that music and composed something to the film. So it was very, very collaborative the whole time, almost to the point where we've become unable to recognize where certain points came from. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have a lot more to talk about, Jim, but how about if we launch into a movement from the piece? That'd be great, and I'd like to start with the movement titled Thawed because the music is so descriptive and you can feel what's obviously going on on the screen with the ice melting and turning into water. And I haven't actually seen the film, but I imagine at this point you're starting to see the paddle start to move around a little bit. Yeah, we're at a point in the film where it's become winter again. He's been along his journey for a year or two now, and he gets frozen, and there's thought that, oh, maybe he's stuck and he'll never get out. And this is the music that we've composed for exactly what you've described, Jim, a moment where he starts to thaw and goes back out into the lake. Well, this is the fourth movement from a 10-movement piece called Paddle to the Sea. Let's hear it. It's called Thaw, and it's performed by Third Coast Percussion.
That was an excerpt from a composition called Paddle to the Sea, performed by Third Coast Percussion and composed by Third Coast Percussion. It was called Thaw, and this is the fourth movement from the Ted Movement work, and it's on a new album on CD. I'm Steve Robinson. I'm here with the president of CD Records, Jim Ginsburg, talking about this wonderful new composition and this wonderful new CD, and we're here with Sean Connors, a member of Third Coast Percussion. Were you influenced at all, or have you guys ever been influenced by Harry Parch? I, I hear a lot of Parch in this. It's hard to be a percussionist and not be influenced <laughs> by Harry Parch. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Some of the sound world, especially some of the glass instruments, the instruments that are composed of the material glass, are very evocative of some of Harry Parch's cloud gongs or maybe the diamond marimba that's kind of not in tune in the way that we would normally think it is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We're going to hear another section of Paddle to the Sea. It's called Niagara. Uh, You spoke a little bit in the opening about how Niagara comes into play here. So tell us about it and how you wrote this. Sure. So uh, this is a very exciting part of the film. If you're familiar with the path of the St. Lawrence Seaway, you know that the water from the Great Lakes makes its way over Niagara Falls. So if Paddle is traveling through the Great Lakes, he's going to have to encounter this major obstacle. It's a point of a lot of turmoil in the film, and we actually kind of expand that moment in our live performance. We worked with Joe Burke, a lighting designer and video artist, and he expands the film at that moment, and it becomes very tumultuous. So this movement, Niagara, draws on several influences, and all the movements from the composition do this, actually. We chose music that we were greatly inspired by, and then took musical motives from them for our own composition. So, for example, Philip Glass's use of organ, synthesized organ sounds, we loved, and we knew that as percussionists that could provide a bass that other acoustic instruments couldn't provide that we normally have in our arsenal. So you'll hear the organ sound laying down a foundation in this. You'll hear some very glass-like repetitive motions going up and down the keyboard instruments in an undulating manner. But uh, we also used the harmonic language of Jacob Druckmann and some motives from Chiguaya, the traditional shona music. And we drew from all of these, kind of mixed them around in a pot, <laughs> and we came up with this kind of exciting movement, Niagara. So it means this album, we'll get into this after we hear this movement, but the album has arrangements of music by Philip Glass and it has a composition by Jacob Druckmann, yet in this piece you've incorporated the influences of these two composers into the piece. And I should remind listeners that this piece was written by Third Coast Percussion, not a movement written by one member and another movement written by a different member. It's collaborative even within the movements, and that's true of this next composition, right, Niagara? Yeah, this one has a strong thumbprint from David Skidmore, one of our members. He had this in his mind as something he knew he wanted to have in the film score somewhere, and then we expanded it and we workshopped it together. But there's a lot of ideas from David in this one. Well, from their new album called Paddle to the Sea, let's listen to this movement entitled Niagara.
That was Niagara, a piece from a composition called Paddle to the Sea, a piece written by the members of Third Coast Percussion, and they are Sean Connors, Robert Dillon, Peter Martin, and David Skidmore, and we've been talking with one of the members, Sean Connors, and that piece evoked that moment in the film where the little paddle goes over Niagara Falls. So people listening to this podcast, certainly, and people who buy the CD don't actually have the film in front of them to watch, although we'll talk later about your performance of it around the country and then coming up in Chicago. But the piece stands alone, doesn't it? Yeah, we'd like to think it does. The music on the album does actually progress in the same order that it does in the film. But if you look at the track titles, we didn't title them things like Paddle Enters Great Superior. Paddle goes into the ocean. Paddle meets a young boy. We wanted to have it be a little bit more abstract and evocative of some of the imagery that just a pure listener would engage with when they were listening to the music. So it doesn't necessarily have to be tied to the narrative of the film. Paddle to the Sea, as we've said, was written collaboratively by members of Third Coast Percussion. What's it like to perform your own compositions? Well, it's a lot of things all at once. It's, first of all, fun to play it with the other members of Third Coast Percussion because they have such great energy. We don't write things that we wouldn't enjoy playing ourselves. But it's also a little nerve-wracking. You're at once composer and performer. You're putting a lot of yourself out there. But we all write for the group. We've all written compositions before. And this is the second time that we've co-composed something together. So first time was a piece called Reaction Yield, which was premiered at the Ear Taxi Festival here in Chicago. That was a very big learning experience. What we did for Paddle to the Sea is we had a residency in Vermont at the Yellow Barn Institute there, and we just went for two weeks kind of into the woods, <laughs> brought a lot of poster board, and mapped out the whole movie and came up with some motives and then storyboarded the whole thing together. So it was very, very helpful to have something that was an external factor guiding us. We were bound to the film. And as we discussed earlier, the, each movement is composed collaboratively, so it's not one member of the group doing one movement and another one doing another. You actually compose it within the piece. Uh, how did that work? I, I can't imagine how that, that process evolved. That process, we drew upon our experience with our previous co-composed work, Reaction Yield, in which we made a catalog of motives and rhythms and harmonies to, to draw from. Each of uh, the four members of Third Coast Percussion composed something or gave some idea to a collective pot of ideas. It could be very, very small. It could just be a harmony or a very simple rhythm. It could be a composed section of music, or it could just be an idea. For example, with Paddle to the Sea, it could be, I want to include glass instruments somehow because I think that'll be a very evocative sound for sections of the film. And then we had these ideas, motives, and then each of us drew upon those ideas for larger sections that we were drawn to. The music that we chose to accompany the live performance, the Reflections on the Nature of Water, by Jacob Drunkman and the Aguas de Amazonia by Philip Glass. We took musical motives from those sections as well in the co-composition process. Well, I understand what you've said, but I still don't understand how it was all knitted together into one continuous flowing piece. Sure. Lots of edits. <laughs> what happened was before we went to Vermont, we came up with some small motives, no nothing that uh, you would call a composition. And then we got to Vermont and we storyboarded the whole film. 
and we started calling things similar names. So there's moments in the film where a paddle is on very calm water, and we called those placid sections. Or then there's tumultuous water, or he's in danger, and we called those turmoil sections. And there's several little boys in the film, and we called those boy themes. We storyboarded this, and we wanted to make sure that there was connective tissue and that the music sounded similar and it didn't sound completely disjunct. So after we came up with the original alphabet, I would say, these small musical motives, we each volunteered to take a first stab at some of these sections. So, for example, I thought that it would be an interesting thing for the turmoil section to have it be very drum-based because we had talked a lot about the keyboard instruments and placid melodic sounds, but we hadn't incorporated any drums. And I came up with the idea for one section of just taking the rhythm from the sixth movement of the Druckmann, uh, which is called Relentless. And it's a very simple triplet repetitive motive. And we just put it on drums. <laughs> and it sounded really cool. And the guys agreed, and they said, yeah, keep running with that. So then... That's one section that I developed more and then gave to one of the other guys to edit. We're going to move on to another composition from the album. But, so Sean, we have to know where we can see and hear the piece in a live performance. There are several opportunities to see the film and, and see the live performance version of this. We have six performances coming up after the new year. Uh, our first one is in Seattle at the Mini Center, and that's on January 25th. Then we have a performance at Notre Dame's DeBartolo Performing Arts Center in South Bend, Indiana on February 2nd. We are then uh, playing it twice in Ohio, first at the Arts Live Series of the University of Dayton on February 7th, and then at the Cleveland Museum of Art on February 11th. And that is hosted by Tom Welsh, who brought the idea of the project to us, so we're happy to be playing it there. Then we are going to Canada and playing in Calgary at the Pro Musica series on April 8th. And then we're in our hometown of Chicago for Mother's Day on Sunday, May 13th at Talia Hall, which is a lovely venue in Pilsen. And we're very, very excited to be playing there for the first time. Is that an afternoon or an evening performance? That is an evening performance. Well, Sean, I'm very eager to see it. And I know many of our listeners will do their best to get to see and hear it as well. We're going to move on off of Paddle to the Sea to a piece that's an arrangement by, and you're going to have to pronounce the name for me. Chingotza. Chiguaya is a traditional Shona Mbira tune. And Shona people live in what is now Zimbabwe. And the Shona musical tradition is very, very rich. And our teacher, Musa Kiwa Chingotza, taught us this Mbira tune. And we accredit him to the arrangement because it's an aural tradition. So he taught us his version of the folkloric tune, Chiguaya. And why did you choose this to follow immediately after Pedal to the Sea on the album? Both on the album and to end the live performance, we thought that Chiguaya was a very contemplative and almost prayer-like, uplifting, but also thoughtful and in, in some ways introspective way of tying the whole project together because actually the very first melodic kernel that you hear in Paddle to the Sea in the first movement is a quote from Chiguaya and we used that pretty deliberately and so we start where we end. And so this piece is for solo Imbira? It's for uh, the four players, four members of Third Coast Percussion all singing and playing Imbira together. 
And it's the only track that involves singing, correct? That's true. Yes. Yeah, it's the only. It's actually, I think, our first track that we've ever recorded where we sing. I could be wrong about that, but. (laughs) Now, the embira is an instrument. Do I have that right? That's absolutely right. Otherwise known as the thumb piano? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And did you bring it with you? I did. I brought the type of embira that we play on the album. It's called Embira Davatzimu. How about just a little taste? Sure. This is just a portion of Chiguaya. Well, that was Sean Connors with a little improv right in our studio on the Imbara. There's a lot of buzz there. That's right. That. Yeah, and that's intentional, actually. The Imbira has uh, bottle caps often attached to it to create that buzzing sound. In Shona music, that is a desirable sound. The buzzing is somewhat symbolic of the ever-presence of ancestors. If you are playing an Imbira and it's not buzzing, you're not doing it right. <laughs> So let's hear an excerpt from Chiguaya, performed by members of Third Coast Percussion and sung by members of Third Coast Percussion. This is from the album Paddle to the Sea. Si la 
we've heard an excerpt from a composition called Chigwaya, and it's from an album called Paddle to the Sea. And Sean, tell us again, just briefly, the origin of this particular piece. It's an arrangement that you made. That's correct. It was taught to us by a master Shona musician from Zimbabwe, Musakiwa Chingotsa. And we've had him in several times to teach us Mbira, to teach us how to play it, and also to teach us songs. And when we were preparing for the album and the project Paddle to the Sea, we said, Musikiwa, could you teach us a song about water? And so he chose Chigwaya because it invokes water spirits. The Chigwaya is a bream fish, and it also represents spirits that embody water in the Shona culture. You've also been referring throughout this podcast to two other composers, Philip Glass and Jacob Druckmann, and their compositions, arrangements of uh, Glass's compositions are heard on the album. Also, compositions by Jacob Druckmann. So we'll turn now to an arrangement that Third Coast Percussion made of a piece by Philip Glass called Japor River. What was this originally written for? It was originally written for an ensemble in South America, and it's a part of a collection of pieces called Aguasi Amazonia. And I don't know exactly what their original collection of instruments are. They're, um, they're things that sound very percussive, but there's also flutes and string instruments. Our idea for Japura was to put it on instruments made of glass. It was kind of a novel, kind of a silly idea at first, glass on glass. But then we started thinking about it, and we're like, actually, that could sound very cool and very different than any other piece that we've heard before. So Japura on the album is played on wine bottles that are tuned using water to fill them to exact pitches and giant vases, as well as glass mixing bowls. So this arrangement by the South American group Uakti actually comes out of Philip Glass's original, which was for solo piano under the title 12 Pieces for Ballet. So how did that morph into Aguas da Amazonia? Well, as I understand it, Uakti approached Philip Glass to write them a composition for their collection of instruments, and they said that they loved his solo piano works. And so he worked with them to arrange and, and give them some liberties, too, because they're fantastic improvisers. So a lot of the Oakti Aguas de Amazonia pieces feature long, extended periods of improvisation. We don't have that in our arrangements of it. But we also love the idea of taking something that has come before you, interacting with it, and then putting it back into, my air quotes, putting it back into the water. And that seemed very fitting to have an original solo piano work by Philip Glass that was then rearranged, and that's how we learned about it. We learned about it through the, uh, the Wakti album, listening to that first. We got that in our ear, and then we rearranged that. So it's like two generations away from the original. <laughs> well, let's listen to the entire Japora River. Before we do, I want to remind our podcast listeners that this CD album, along with any other CD album, is available to purchase at Sadie's website, and that's sadierecords.org, and Sadie is C-E-D-I-L-L-E, sadierecords.org. So let's listen to this arrangement of music by Philip Glass, arranged by members of Third Coast Percussion, and performed by them, Japora River.
That was Japora River, a composition by Philip Glass, arranged by Third Coast Percussion, and part of their brand-new album on CD Records called Paddle to the Sea. Uh, this composition is actually not part of the show, is it? That's correct. To perform it live, we need two extremely large rectangular banquet tables filled with very, very heavy glass <laughs> instruments, and it takes about three hours to fine-tune them. If you can imagine filling up a wine bottle with water, striking it, and then having three people say, eh, it's just a little off. We don't do that on tour. You're in trouble if it's flat, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're in, we're in trouble either way if oh. it's out of tune, yeah. So if you want to hear the piece in the context of the whole program, you have to get the album. That's correct. <laughs> we're going to feature just one more selection from Paddle to the Sea, and it's a piece by the I guess the third composer on the album, we have Third Coast Percussion and Philip Glass and Jacob Druckmann. And this piece is kind of interspersed throughout the album, but it's a piece called Reflections on the Nature of Water. How about that? And also, I should note that the glass moments are interspersed as well. And why did you choose to do that? Well, we interspersed the glass pieces and the movements of the Druckmann on the album because that's how we originally conceived of the whole project. The Paddle to the Sea original composition accompanies moments in the concert program where there's film, there's original film. And then the solo marimba works, Reflections on the Nature of Water, are moments in between acts of the movie. We've really, really liked the flow of that. So, for instance, the first track on the album, Madeira River, opens the concert program. And that's the first thing that listeners who come to the live concert will experience as well as listeners to the album. Now, the Druckmann pieces are for solo marimba, so you guys take turns playing them. And obviously, for the podcast, we've chosen a movement that you play. So this might be a good time for you to talk about how you got involved with Third Coast Percussion. Oh, sure. Yeah. I am the newest member of Third Coast Percussion. I've been with the group for about five years now. I joined right before the group became full-time. We're now a full-time ensemble and very, very active with performances and recordings. I became involved with the group because we all went to Northwestern together. So uh, Peter, Dave, and Rob and I were all students with uh, Michael Burrett, former professor of percussion at Northwestern University. And we all met there and uh, we played lots of chamber music together. And when there was an ensemble opening in Third Coast, uh, they asked me to join, so I joined. <laughs> did you have to audition? No, or, I didn't. Or they know you too well? No, I, I subbed a lot with the group beforehand right. and uh, would, would bring students. I used to teach a uh, college in Wisconsin, so I'd bring my studio down and we'd come to Third Coast shows. And Third Coast had been my favorite ensemble for years, and it was the only way to get me to quit my college teaching position would be to join Third Coast. So, <laughs> Well, let's wrap up our podcast with a movement from a piece called Reflections on the Nature of Water by Jacob Druckmann. Did you know uh, Druckmann? I didn't personally. We, we know his son, Daniel, who... Right. Uh, Percussionist teaches, in the New York Phil still? Yes, and teaches at Juilliard. Uh, incredible musician, and he has his own recording of his father's uh, composition out there. And mm. this work, Reflections on the Nature of Water, is arguably one of the best solo marimba compositions out there. It just clearly understands the capabilities of the instrument and is very evocative of all the different states of water that Jacob Jockman chooses to explore. Actually, I'd love to read the titles of the movements because they're so great. There's crystalline, fleet, tranquil, gently swelling, profound, and the one we're about to hear, relentless. Can you say something about 
the piece you play? Sure. So I'm lucky enough to play Relentless, which is the last movement of the six-movement work. And it's, in some ways, the most energetic movement. It is, as it says, relentless. <laughs> it's fast-paced, and it jumps all over the instrument. But it has this, not to overuse the word, but relentless motive. Da-da, 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 da-da. You'll hear that in the track that we play, but you'll also hear that present in parts of our composition, Paddle to the Sea. We just completely stole that verbatim. <laughs> Especially, as you mentioned, uh, when the little ship is going o- over Niagara Falls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, there's a track, actually, that is entitled The Locks, uh, which is track nine, the eighth movement of Paddle to the Sea. And that is a movement that just features the drums and this relentless motive. Movement after that is called the bagel, but we, <clears throat> we'll cut that out. <clears throat> <laughs> is Reflections on the Nature of Water all for marimba? Yes. All movements are for it's solo a marimba. solo. So you each marimba. take a, a whack at it. We do, yeah. And this is the last piece on our podcast, and it's from this new album, Paddle to the Sea. And the performer is our guest, Sean Connors, from Jacob Druckmann's Reflections on the Nature of Water. The movement is called Relentless. That was a movement from a composition called Reflections on the Nature of Water by Jacob Druckmann. It's called Relentless. It was performed by Sean Connors, who is a member of Third Coast Percussion. The other members are Robert Dillon, Peter Martin, and David Skidmore. And this is from a new album called Paddle to the Sea, 
on CD Records. And you can purchase this album and any other CD album by going to their website, which is cdrecords.org, C-E-D-I-L-L-E, records.org. Sean, that was a beautiful performance. Thank you. And I wanted to ask you about your Grammy. You won a Grammy for your debut album on CD, Music of Steve Reich. What was the Grammy experience like? Were you in Los Angeles for it? We were. It was very surreal. We actually had the honor of performing at the daytime ceremony as well. So we were up, uh, nominated to receive a Grammy, but we also performed with a fantastic musician, Robbie Coltrane, the son of John Coltrane. And that's a very special thing that the Grammys do. They want to have performances during the ceremony that could only take place at the Grammys. If you watch the evening ceremonies, too, on TV, they'll combine different artists. For example, Lady Gaga and Metallica. They would never perform together in real life, but there's a special opportunity there. And so we played a movement of Mallet Quartet by Steve Reich, the third movement, and Ravi improvised on the top of it, and it was very, very exciting. How has it impacted the ensemble's fortunes? Well, winning Grammy was, was very exciting for a lot of... I think we've, we have larger audiences now, that's for sure. But it helps to describe what we are and what we do and be advocates for new music in general. When you tell someone that you're a cushion ensemble, most people on the street would have no idea <laughs> what that means or have maybe never heard percussion chamber music before. And if you say, we are a Grammy-winning percussion ensemble, please come to our concert. They're more likely to attend. (laughs) And I should note, this actually won in the best chamber music category. And in five of the last 10 years, the award in that chamber music category has actually gone to Sadie Records, and it's all been new music. This time, Third Coast Percussion, the previous times, it was all uh, Eighth Blackbird. So there's a real interest out there in this new music. Which kind of leads to my next question about the Chicago music scene. You guys went to Northwestern. You perform in and around Chicago. You're at Notre Dame, not that far away. How would you describe the music scene here as it applies, I guess, to new music and maybe percussion music in particular? Very, very supportive. The Chicago music scene and especially the Chicago new music community feels like a vibrant incubator where you're constantly given the opportunity to collaborate with world-class musicians right there in your hometown, try things out. All the new music concerts here in town are attended by not only a strong community and a showing and dedicated audiences, but your colleagues who are performing in ensembles uh, around the community as well. And it, it feels special in that way. Not that other cities don't have great music scenes, but within the last 10 years, there has been an outgrowth of ensembles like ours, but also Dal Niente and Eighth Blackbird makes Chicago their home and Spectral Quartet, Fifth House Ensemble, just to name a few off the top of my head, that are all really pushing the envelope uh, with what contemporary classical music is and commissioning and important voices and trying to shine a light on some things that aren't already prominent in the music scene. And Chicago is a very welcoming, safe, and encouraging place to do that. has a pretty good local music label, too. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Yes, CD is relentlessly supportive (laughs) in new music. Well, Chicago musicians in general. It's a very, very special label that really doesn't have a peer in what they do. And finally, Sean, we've talked a lot about what's coming up 
with Third Coast Percussion in terms of this one piece, Paddle to the Sea, but what else is up your sleeve? What sort of projects are in the offing? So many. <laughs> After the new year, we're going to be presenting a concert at the University of Chicago uh, as part of the University of Chicago Presents. They have a year-long Ligeti festival um, celebrating the music of the Hungarian composer Jorgi Ligeti. So we're playing a concert there in February, which features a piece for 100 metronomes that we're going to be organizing and performing with University of Chicago students. We also are going to begin touring a concerto. It was written for us by our dear friend, mentor, and inspiration, Augusta Reed Thomas, world-class composer from right here in Chicago as well. I should note that that concerto was premiered in November of 2017 with the Chicago Philharmonic, and it really was a spectacular performance. Thanks for being there, Jim. We're very excited about it. It is a piece that features bells from all over the world, about 300 pieces of resonant metal. And the four of us are in a giant setup in front of the orchestra, and it puts us in a role that we're not normally in and allows us to explore an extremely large sound world. So all of these bells plus an orchestra. That's very exciting for us. Any compositional projects? Are you still writing music? We are definitely still writing music. We're constantly writing music for ourselves. The co-composition project, there's nothing quite on the books yet, but there's some stirring. <laughs> now, we've mentioned the CD website quite a bit, but you guys have one as well. Yes, that's thirdcoastpercussion.com, and third is all spelled out with letters, T-H-I-R-D. Well, that's Sean Connors, a member of Third Coast Percussion. Sean, thanks very much for joining us on this podcast, and good luck with this wonderful new album on CD called Paddle to the Sea. Jim Ginsburg, any final thoughts, president of CD Records? You know, the word unique is maybe overused, but it, it certainly applies to this album. I cannot think of anything like it, and it's a real treat to get to hear it. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Sean. I'm Steve Robinson, a member of the board of CD Records, and thank you all for listening.